see. It's a little countdown. There is a countdown. Now I see it. Now, now it's I know up. what you're talking about. Oh, yep. counting up. Um, hello, you're listening to Thoughtless Casual Gaming with Brett and Jace. Uh, thank you for joining us on our TED Talk about the social and economic ramifications of coal mining in today's age. No, I actually. mean, the lesson here is get with the times, guys. Like, <laughs> the wind hasn't stopped. Um no, nothing serious this week. Um, not like last week. We're going to keep it nice and casual, like we usually do. Uh, we are a Geelong-based uh, podcast based on gaming and playing games badly and talking crap about them. And do you realise, James, that we have just hit the one-year mark? Holy shit. Yeah. Like June the it... 8th. Wow. Wow. Is it is it like my relationship where you restart that clock again once you become married because I'm not remembering two dates? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah good, okay. <laughs> um, I'm, only, I'm only remembering one anniversary, right? So, <laughs> this is currently it. Well, I had an idea it might be around about this time. I didn't know it was pretty much exactly on, but uh, yeah, one year. Oh, wow, Sweet. and I haven't even got you a gift. I'm sorry. That's fine. Um, you never get me a gift. It's fine. I understand. <laughs> Makes me sad. I put little birthday presents in your letterbox, but that's fine. Whatever. That was you. <laughs> <laughs> Who else was it going to be? No, I had I had suspicions, but you wouldn't you wouldn't even come clean when I, I basically pointed it out. I know, um, right? I made it nice and obvious um, without actually saying anything. <laughs> But yeah, uh, one year, we have had, what, 21 episodes, this is episode 22, if I've counted correctly, and 1,500 plus downloads, that's not too shabby. That's about 1,480 more than I ever ever expected, let's be honest. Yeah, look, yeah, well, 21 episodes, I think, you know, I've listened to all of them just to make sure I don't sound like a complete twat all the time, so yeah, about 14... 79, more than I'd expect. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't listen to them after they're published um, because I just assume yes. <laughs> I sound like a twat all of the time. So, Which is correct. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, but yeah, no, so thank you. First of all, thank you very much. Uh, thanks for joining us on this little journey, which was basically just an excuse for us to play games and play more games. So I think it's worked out well. Anyway, it's been what two weeks? Yeah, pretty much two weeks on the day. Pretty close. Last one. So, what have you been up to? I I feel like I've been actually vaguely sort of productive-ish, which is felt good to, to be honest. Um, I, I think it's you know partially you know we've been in lockdown for some of it, um, but kind of getting back into a little bit of a rhythm of having a bunch of stuff to do sitting down for an hour or two each night and just getting a little bit more done. I think the other thing that really helped was a couple of deadlines. So there was um, the throw the dice trash to treasure comp that ended or didn't end. It got extended and then Rich kind of changed the deadline and brought it back. But so it's ended like, now. Right. Yeah, he basically, 
Uh, I was trying to keep up. He basically said, look, we've been in lockdown for a week, so we're going to extend it a week. Then lockdown got, you know, we were like, we don't know what's going on. I'm like, well, why don't you just ask for online submission so you don't have to change dates? He's like, oh, that's great. Let's make it like this Friday. Like, don't, don't, don't. Don't move it forward. Don't change the date again. <laughs> I did notice sooner. that he gave a week and then took it away. It was less than a week. Yeah. And look, and I'm reasonably sure a bunch of people sent him results after his so-called deadline and I still got in and I don't really care. It was all good. Um, if you actually, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but if you do get a chance to hear the, all of the entries are currently up available for for review and voting and things. So that is being um, decided by a, a jury of your internet peers. <laughs> um, so, you know, deadlines helped there. Um, so that was probably the first. The first one is it's that deadline came up way too fast. Literally the day before lockdown was announced, I managed to get into, throw the dice, pick up some brushes, um, get into, or I think I mentioned this last episode, but I, I may have conned uh, our good friend Jared into picking up the model, stripping it for me and leaving it in his letterbox. So I picked that up the day before lockdown and then I left it until he changed the deadline and I only had like three days to paint something to start. So that's that, that made me get the skates on. Um, but look, it was actually, it was both fun and the most frustrating model on the face of the planet to paint. Firstly, Lord of the Rings scale is the worst scale ever. Because um, it's less than normal GW. Yeah. It? So they've gone like that, that 28, almost true scale, um, which given the amount of detail in the old metal sculpts from Lord of the Rings, it's big enough that it feels like you should be able to make them look good and small enough to mean that you can't. Um, so I, I really, really struggle just with that size model. They're just like, if it was any smaller, you'd be like, it's tiny. I can paint this. This isn't a problem. If it was bigger, it'd be easy to paint, but it's just in between and I don't like it at all. Um, but I got Galadriel, which is, uh, weird old single pose. Like some people say it's, it's aged well, they're wrong. Um, little elf doing a little sort of not quite a Nazi salute. Um, but you've come to the TCG where we give a honest and unbiased opinions on things. This is what I do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so in a, Desperate attempt to make a trash model. <laughs> I offended a number of people when I was talking to people who play Lord of the Rings and they asked what model I got. And I said, oh, it was this one. And I said, it was, well, it was Lord of the Rings model. So at least he's got the trash bit right. Um, and apparently several people got offended, but oh, well. Um, so in an attempt to make her vaguely interesting, I mounted her on a much bigger base than she needs. Um, and put her on some, some rocks and things and then proceeded to try and freehand her reflection in the water in front of her. So mm -hmm. she's basically on the edge of a rock. The idea is she's looking into a lake, a bit of a moonlight kind of scene. You can see her reflection in the water. Um, brilliant idea, I thought. And then I, I spent 
some time freehanding and trying to work out how the hell to, to freehand. So in my, in my genius, I went, I know how I'm going to do this. I'm going to take a photo of it from the angle that I want the reflection to be. And then I'll just paint the photo on okay. the base. Mm-hmm. This, this works. So I did that. I, I sort of angled her and positioned her and I took a photo and then I had my car, my phone sitting up with the, the photo displayed and I just painted that onto the base. And then I, I got to the stage where I was, it was pretty good. I basically just need to go back and start cleaning it up and touching up and everything. And I went, I'm going to see how this looks in, in real life. And I, I picked up the model of Galadriel and I put her next to the base and we should be seeing so I could see whether the reflection kind of worked. And that's the point where I realized I'd painted it backwards. And thus the hilarity ensued. <sighs> See, this is twice in the last couple of weeks you've given me a real good chuckle. You're welcome. <laughs> Look, let it not be say I, I bring nothing to the party, but I literally had painted her reflection onto the base backwards. So if I, there's a photo of it with her and then she's holding one hand up and then the reflection's just holding the opposite hand up. And I swore a lot and then I blacked out the bit that I had painted and we proceeded to repaint Gladrail's reflection with the right fucking hand up. Um, <laughs> so we did that. And then I smothered water effects all over it, hoping that would sort of cover any imperfections and make it look a little bit like ripply water and stuff. Um, that wasn't completely dry by the time I had to take photos and send them into Rich. So it's not, a, not the best um, result. And it probably honestly needs another layer of water effects, but, I've submitted photos now because there was a deadline and I decided to stop working on the Friday just before lunch so I could take photos to send them in. <laughs> so For the third deadline. Now, uh, talk yeah. to me, while we're on the topic, talk to me about these water effects because I've heard a lot about these things. I don't yes. know how they work, but I'm intrigued. Um, so the one oh, – a couple of options here um, – the couple that I use, there's a still water, which is basically a runny option and you, you pour some on the, the base and it dries. So it's a thicky kind of almost like, it's like a thick paint texture, but it runs kind of like watered down PVA. Mm-hmm. It dries clear, it dries glossy and it dries a little bit thick. So you get that kind of still water effect. The other one that I like that I, I, I use a lot, uh, I can't see it from here, which is disappointing, or the label is turned around. It's either a Woodland Cynics or a Vallejo, but they do like a, a heavy um, gel. And this one, similar kind of concept, it goes on kind of white, it dries clear, but it's a, like a heavy bodied gel. So you, it will hold shape. Um, so you can use some texture and, and sort of get ripple effects or little waves and stuff like that as well. So you can then, you can combine those. So you could do, for example, um, for my old Nurgle basement, I had them going through a swamp and what I did was I did the, the bases kind of in the still water, Mm -hmm. um, 
it's transparent. You can tint it with inks and stuff. I just painted the base and then slathered this shit on the top. Um, and then use the slightly thicker one to create like ripples behind them. So they were walking through it. You mm-hmm. can kind of see the water getting churned up. I've also done it with clear plastic, like just from a blister placket or something glued in and then use the, the thicker stuff to create actual physical textured waves and stuff, hitting rocks and splashing. I think AK do like these little bead glass ball things mm-hmm. as well. You can use to get little splash effects and stuff, but Honestly, the thick the thick gel stuff is my go-to and it's just, you just smush it on, you poke it around till it's an interesting shape and you let it dry. It, it You don't have the same issues you do with like heavy pouring resin. You're never going to get the same depth. So you're not going to create like a, a big old like waist deep kind of deal mm-hmm. or an underwater seam. But for that idea of something wet, something splashy, whatnot, it's it's easy mode. So do you have to sort of like put something around the base to, to hold it in or does it? Look, it's recommended with the, the thinner stuff, with the still water, because it does run. Mm-hmm. Um, so perfect world. That being said, I have not and just relied on hope. Um, and so look, some of it stays on. Yeah. <laughs> with the thick stuff, it stays under its own weight. So you can just like the, the one I used for Galadriel was all the, the thick um, the the heavy gel, and I just smushed it on the base and waited for it to dry, and eventually it did. And it gives you that little bit of I I spent a little bit of time like smoothing that out with a toothpick or something just to get it a little bit smoother than it went on, um, and then creating a little bit of texture kind of because she's standing on a rock, so I thought All right, yeah. we'll do a little bit of lapping up around the rock and stuff, um, but. Yeah, it was, it, as I said, it probably needs another coat. Um, so it's a little bit thicker and a little bit more obvious, but meh. Um, for a deadline, did the trick. As I said, had to freehand a reflection twice. <laughs> um, but having a look, I had a look through today of the other entries finally, and there's some cool stuff in there. Um, uh, yeah, so some people put a bunch of effort in. Yeah, it's um, really good. Like there's a whole bunch of little dioramas. There's one that's one of the castles with a whole bunch of orcs on it, but someone's clearly made a castle to enter into this or a castle wall. Um, you've got Legolas surfing on a shield down a flight of stairs on one of them. You've got an entire little hobbit hole that somebody's made that looks amazing. They've clearly gone to town with tufts and grass and all kinds of stuff. Um, some Some really cool stuff. Um, so that was kind of priority one because that actually had a deadline. And then I've decided the way, cause I've got the rest of these Lord of the Rings models. I have to get done at some stage lying around. And I've decided the way that I will do this is I will break up painting them with painting stuff that I want to paint. Um, so I did, I went, all right, I've done, I've done Galadriel. That was kind of for a competition. <sighs> Better do one that I've got to do. So I did Gandalf thinking he's mainly gray. So how hard can it be? Um, again, it's just the frustration of the wrong scale, but we got Gandalf done. Um, he is mainly gray. Um, and look, the only good, the good news here is because they are that little bit smaller, they don't take a lot to paint. So I think, you know, he was like two nights maybe. Okay. So, you know, he's spending four or five hours on him. 
move on to the next one. Um, then for something fun, I did the Warhammer Quest Curse City Witch Hunter that I've had sitting in the in the pile for a while. Yep, trying to catch up to me. Well, let's not let's not push the friendship, but um, I thought I'd better get do, do one of him, and I've been eyeing him off for a little bit. Again, it was kind of that was that was fun. There's a lot of texture, there's a lot of metal, there's a lot of opportunity for for funky lighting and just ambience. I feel like so um, without a lot of face or anything to focus on, you could just kind of do cool stuff and and let it play out. So again, that was probably two three nights just to to bang him out. Um, Gave him some funky green glow and and just played with metal effects and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, then I went fuck it. I'm going to paint something else I like and <laughs> went. <laughs> so pulled out my burrows and badges stuff and I went right. I need to get a model down so I've at least got an idea of how I'm going to paint these, what they're going to look like. Do it. Do a bit of a test. So I pulled out a little hedgehog with a kilt and a, and a short sword and a shield. And I, I painted him up and tartan fucking tartan. Um, that was who, your choice. I know it was such a good idea. And then I had to actually paint it. Um, when you were but, telling me all about it, I was like, okay, well, it's Jake, so you can paint tartan, but I'd never choose that. <laughs> no. Um, and yellow, Yellow tart. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, have I shown you the pics of him? I have seen. Yeah. This. Cool. Yeah. Um, so brilliant. So the look. The lesson here is I need to actually get a black ink. That will make my life a lot easier, um, because trying to paint black lines in tartan with just regular paint is a bit of a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. I feel like with an ink or something, it would be a little bit easier to get a super fine line, and it would hold up. Like it'd be dark enough. It wouldn't be a lot of fucking around because the it's got red like pinstripes in it as well, mm-hmm. and I used a red ink for that, and it was actually really gloriously easy to paint. So I feel like that's <laughs> that's the trick here. Um, How many uh, bows and badger guys have you got? More than I need. So How many um, oh, it's one of the it, it's one of those. I think it's a minimum of three maximum of 10 or something. Okay. So look, there's easily enough for two warbands sitting there. Um, and here's about the time I start thinking, do I want them to all be have exactly the same tartan or do I want to mix it up a little bit and do, because the other thing I'm thinking here is if there is enough for two warbands, why don't I work out how I would split those things into two warbands and then paint them vaguely differently so they could be neighboring clans if I want them all on the same team. And if I don't, they're easy to see. Yeah. One yellow, one off yellow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking like a, a really desaturated green or something with some yellow through it or something. But anyway, um, so we did, I said little hedgehog. He was, look, to be honest, they're, they're heroic scale, so they're a little bit bigger. They're all metal, but they're super clean sculpts. They're really nice to paint. They come together really, really well. Um, so he was actually a lot of fun until I started swearing at Tartan. Um, and at that point in time, I realized that we are almost up to uh, the start of our seven season. Not seventh mm-hmm. season, but our season mm-hmm. of sevens. Um, and I needed a team ready for that. So I 
proceeded to get bases for all my little snotlings. Um, after three or four attempts of working out how I'm going to make these, I went and annoyed Mark and got him to print me some. Um, <laughs> in my defense, I tried to print them myself and I just ended up with a stringy mess. And then I messaged Mark and like the next day he had these beautiful looking clean pieces. <laughs> I'm like, right, well, I think we have our answer here. Um, so I have a whole bunch of, of bases I've now stuck them to. Um, and realistically the, the most I've done beyond that is the, cause the, you get two punch pump wagons in the box. Mm-hmm. I'm not fielding either of them, but that's not the point. Um, cause I figured if I was assembling stuff, I might as well assemble them all. Yeah. But There's I no point want, leaving them in the box. I feel like snotlings are not going to make two things that look the same ever. Um, yeah, that was the issue I had with them. I mean, I built them both the same, and I, but I don't know if I'll ever feel to. I think but in a full game. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I haven't thought about playing with my snotlings overly no. hard yet. Um, no, so I, I decided that out of just sheer amusement, I would convert one to look different so they, they were not the same model. Um, so I made a little snotling version of the Titanic, um, on wheels. So it's it basically, it look, it, it's a bit of a, a boat situation. I gave it a bit of a bow and a sail and, uh, a big sort of bellows to blow wind into the sail to blow him along because that I'm sure works in physics. Yeah, um, it works for snotling. Completely. <laughs> it's that whole, if you believe it, it will come. Um, if it, so I think for that, I've literally just got to stick the last little snotling on. I've given him some skis and he's going to be hanging off the back of it. Um, Perfect. And that, that's kind of the the plan for the pump wagon. And then the trolls, again, I got two of the Blood Bowl trolls, but they're identical. There's a problem. And also they're both throwing a goblin, neither of which I need because I'm playing snotlings. So throwing a goblin didn't make sense. So I cut the goblin hands off both of them. One I gave just a regular hand I found from, turns out the the 40K big orcs, whatever they're called. Because um, I feel Nogs. like they're... A, sure. Sounds like something we would call an orc. Yeah. Um, you, you cut the troll hands off, not the goblin hands. I cut the whole goblin off. And yeah, yeah. the troll hand that was holding him. Um, and then stuck a orc hand on one and then I got a giant oversized claw to put on the other one because that seemed like a good idea um and also I think we said this the other day but um back in the day my parents used to own one of those cockatoos with the disease that means they didn't grow feathers but they grow a really long beak and claws um and he used to freak out if you tried to cut him so he just lived with these giant talon claw things this naked looking seagull (laughs) Um, and he'd occasionally try and like scratch his ear or something. And you'd watch this bird with no feathers, but the longest, most scary looking claws on the planet, be the most careful as he slowly kind of drew a claw up to his head and tried to scratch a little itch. And it's kind of what this troll looks like. He's got this giant oversized claw and he's kind of scratching an ear with it. Um, so that was fun. 
one of them was missing an arm, so I gave him some tentacles. Now I'm really pissed that I realized that the Snotling trolls don't get access to mutations because um, he totally would have got tentacles if that was the option. <laughs> um, and now my only issue with them is they're kind of doing the can-can in the same direction because they've got one leg up and it kind of looks like they're dancing. So I'm not sure whether I lean into that or whether I try and find a, a way to fix it. Um, Synchronized trolls. Yeah, it doesn't quite sound trollish. <laughs> um, look, so that's about all of the hobby things I have done. Apart from that, the only thing that's probably worth talking about is the first episode of Loki. Yep. Which I have been waiting for. Fortunately, it was this year, and I didn't have to wait two years for it. Um <laughs> But um, I really enjoyed it. I mean, firstly, it's probably not ever going to be a bad season when you put bloody what's-his-name's Tom Hiddleston as the main character, especially playing Loki because he was just born for it. Like, it is it is amazing. Um, he does it so well. And by this stage, I think he's spent enough time in the character that he just owns it. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. Um, And then without sort of going into any spoilers or anything, you very quickly get into the Time Variance Authority, the TVA, and frankly, the design choices they've made are the best thing in the world. It's, um, what is the word that I learned not that long ago? Skewamorph. So... A skewamorph, for those, look, we're educational today, is a modern design term for when you do something to replicate something that looks old for familiarity. So um, as an example would be if on like an app or something, you had a physical dial and it's part of the graphic interface. Mm -hmm. Clearly it's not an actual dial, but it looks like it. And it kind of, so it's, it's that whole modern design that replicates an old thing. The entire agency is this. It's the best. Um, it just looks like something out of the seventies. Uh, and then it, it's kind of got this almost hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy kind of feel about it. And it's, these are all my favorite things. So excellent. <laughs> I said, we're, we're one episode in, I can't really talk to what it's going to be like and, and what's going on. Um, Owen Wilson plays Owen Wilson. Yeah. Which is not really a surprise, but again, it's kind of charming. And that is probably the best description of this series to date I can give. Charming. Okay. (laughs) I'm eager. I'm eager. I will get to it when I finish watching what I'm watching. So yeah, that's about as, as exciting as I can get. That's not too bad. Not too bad for two weeks. Um, yeah. Painted, painted four things, did a little bit of converting and stuff, and then watched something, an episode of something. That's it. That's I mean, that's good. the Cliff, Cliff Notes version. <laughs> uh, what have I done? Um, I finished putting my Necromantic Blood Bowl team together. So all of those Kickstarter models, which is like for a team of normally 11, it's like, 20 models or something 
Uh, so they're all together. There's a couple of them that I need to just sort of fill in a couple of gaps with green stuff. But I've started undercoating them. I did a stream on Twitch where I put together a couple of models, including Fabius Bile, so the new Fabius Bile model. He is pretty. He's very pretty. Like, I was putting it off uh, because I have the old model. The old yeah. model is a classic too. Like yes. the old model was one of those models and you, you first saw that you're like, wow, they're doing such amazing things now. Mm-hmm. And he still, he still holds up in my eyes, but I was, you know, I'm not playing 40k at the moment. I don't have a reason to get it. So, so Fabius was sort of sitting on my wish list for a while. Uh, and then someone kind of gave him to me. So I put him together. He looks fantastic. He has a little helper dude that comes with him who's sort of hunched over a dead space marine taking out the the glands out of the the corpse and normally has a, a gas mask but in true um, fitting form for my 40k army I have taken off that head and put a Batman head on with a little Skaven plague doctor. I don't know. So one of those heads on and it works pretty well, I think. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that Skaven had like little plague thrower friends that had rats with gas masks as well. They did. I do have a couple of those heads and I I chose the one which I thought looked right. Fair call. A couple of them were a bit too... Seems weird to say with 40k, but a bit too futuristic. Yep. So I wanted him to be just sort of a yep. plain old henchman. No, I like it. And like, also, G Dub kind of changed. Like, at some point, they, they really went with the Skaven aesthetic. They like made some really obvious modeling opportunities. So I feel like there's also probably some, you know, especially if you've got a bunch of stuff with the older Skaven sculpts as well. Yes. You start mixing in the new ones and it just doesn't quite quite blend well that's true yeah because i mean i've been doing this this is my cow space marine army i've had for 20 plus years and they're all converted and way back when in the day i went uh would have been i was going to say ebay but i don't think it was i think it was uh wargamer au back in the day i miss that forum oh me too um, and I'm pretty sure a guy in there just like either traded or sold or, or gave me like just bags of Skaven heads and tails, and that's what I've been using for years. Um, uh, don't have an awful lot of them left, but um, yeah, no, it had to it had to fit in with the rest of the army. So he's together. He is looking pretty. Uh, same Twitch stream I put together the. Reapers for Underworld. So the uh, skeleton guys with the big ass guy with his axe, who's pretty much Molog size. These are effectively the new, not, not Tomb Kings, right? This yes. is kind of their their new it's take. Tomb Kings, but not Tomb Kings. Yeah. Not Kenry. No. What happens when you cross a Tomb King with a Necron? Yeah. Um, I was surprised how big he was, mm. the big, big axe dude. 
I could heard comments about how big he was, but you know, when I put them together, I'm like, hold on, you know, I, I think I ran off on the stream and went and got Nolik and put them side by side. Um, but yeah, the six of them there together, they're undercoated and ready to go. I've undercoated them in Red Belcher because I want to muck around with what I did with my Iron Golems for Warcry, is just like contrast paints over Red Belcher, which I think is sort of a, a shiny armor aesthetic to it. So I'll give that a go. Uh, I finished off the Imperial Guards for Star Wars Legion. So I finished off the four of them. They were, like I said last time, I think they were like three colors. So finished off with the bases. Three, three kinds of red? No, those ones? No, 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 one kind of red. Okay. Bit of black, bit of silver. That's about it. Uh, I finished the bases for them, so that puts me to 66 models uh, for the year. I have also built the Diachasm Elves, so I put them together. They were a bitch. They're a bit shitty to air. Yeah, they were. Like, Underworlds, I'm, I'm used to the models being very much snap fit and easy to put together and kind of do it in your sleep. And a couple of them, I was looking at the instructions and going, that's, that's not how it can work. Yeah. Physics doesn't allow this. It's like, yeah, just go through time and then. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the stream where I put those together, which was, I think, the same one as the Reapers and, and Bile, or, or Fabu Fabulous Bill, as he's called, um, probably had me swearing just a little bit at them. Uh, so I did a bit more, I had, you know, when I undercoated a few things, I had a bit of an undercoating day yesterday, so I also undercoated my Necromunda guys. So they are pretty much ready to be painted. They are still off their bases, so I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing there, but we'll give it a go. I As in with the bases, or? Yeah, like, they are. Because they're the textured new Necromunda ones, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, it's too bright on that, but. There you go. Yeah. Can't see shit, but yeah. <laughs> um. So they're ready to go. So there'll be a, a project at one point. Um, so when you more. say you're not sure what you're going to do with them, you're not going to do... I'm not sure how... Well, A, I'm not sure how I'm going to paint them. Yep. So paint them off. Like, you know, I might try and sort of lightly glue them onto a different base yep. uh, while I paint the, the cool Necromunda bases. But I'm also not sure, like, I, I'm 90% sure I'm going to do Dark City type robes. Yep. So, mostly black, really. But I've seen, seen some really nice, like, dark brown ones. So, I've got to work out exactly what I want to do with them first. Very cool. Other than that, uh, I did make a purchase, which was, I haven't received yet, but I should get in the next couple of days, which is for Underworlds. I wanted to get the, the orcs, so the shaman and his three little buddies, because I just want to paint up the, the three buddies as ghost orcs. I think that'd be interesting. And when my friend picked those up, Bradley at GW had finally got him the Crimson Court as well. Motherfucker. So, I am so looking forward to those. So and when you when say I, he has it in, is that the only one he had in? I don't know. I 
And to be quite honest, I don't really care because I've got them. <laughs> son of a mother. They are possibly the prettiest models GW has released in ever. Yep. They, they're definitely an Underworlds team. So as soon as I get them, which should be like I said in the next couple of days, I will stream uh, on Twitch again the construction of both those warbands. That's about it for hobby. Uh, other geeky stuff, I have been slowly working my way through. I have a couple of shelves of graphic novels, and when I get, when it's been a while, I'll make my way through another a, a series again. So I thought to myself, it's been a while since I've read Why the Last Man. There's only 10 books in that, so over a course of a couple of nights, I got through that again, which was great. TV. I remember reading. Yeah. <laughs> I should do that again one day. Uh, look, I can't... It takes me a while to get novel time. So if I want to read a, an actual book, I really have to plan it because otherwise there's so many books that I've left like half read and then by the time I get more time, I can't remember a fucking thing that's happened. So <laughs> comics are nice and easy that way. Yeah, you can get through them pretty quickly. Uh, TV-wise, I have watched a couple of things. So first and foremost, I have finally sat down after purchasing it a couple of weeks ago, and I have watched Zack Snyder's Justice League. And boy, am I happy. You're frozen. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I, I'm waiting <laughs> for the verdict. The verdict I, is, look, like it's, it's four fucking hours. It is, and it's an effort. It's an effort to find that time, but at the same time, I, it's two Blu-rays. Like it doesn't fit on one Blu-ray. So the first Seems two excessive. and a half hours are on one, and I thought, okay, well, I'll get through that. And then by the time I got through that, I was like, there's no way I'm stopping. I'm not working the next day, so I'm just going to go until I finish. Because um, pretty much, you know, within the first hour or so, it's the whole story changes. It's just, there's so much added. I mean, you'd expect that in the extra two and a half hours that have been added, but it just, it's a story. It makes sense. Oh, look, and I've long wanted another DC film that was halfway decent because it's been a while. I'm, I'm glad you said it. I <laughs> want, didn't want to be that person again. Um, look, yeah, they're like the Lord Marvel's... of the Rings models of, of, the game, of the video world, aren't they? They are very much so, unfortunately, which yeah, I, I am a DC man, as anybody knows, and... I like the Marvel films. I have watched them all, I think. Pretty sure I've watched them all. Uh, and I own most of them. But they're very fun. They're happy bright. go lucky. They're, they're bright. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I just wanted, you know, some of the, the dark and grittiness that, that the DC comics have to be reflected in a, in a, film for once and yeah I mean Joss butchered that film 
understandably, because he was probably just sat in front of a board of people who said, we need this to be funnier and two hours long. So he probably, yeah. Look, when you've given, when you're given a four hour story and told to make a two hour story out of it, you have to make some pretty hard cuts. Yeah. But, you know, ignoring the the type of person that Joss is, like, he probably did what he had to do. But it's very, like, the original version is very Joss. It's full of these one-liners and quips and, and stuff like that that just seemed to fall flat. And the, the final battle was just dull. It was just so dull. And I couldn't work out why. But watching Zack Snyder's version, like, all of a sudden, like, you're thrown into this huge war with, you know, Darkseid. Finally seeing Darkseid on on camera was great. And he's just getting beaten up and fought by, like, everybody on Earth. So the Atlanteans, the, the Amazons, the humans, there were, you know, Zeus and the gods and all that sort of stuff. Uh, there was a Green Lantern in there, which made me laugh. Um, and just as soon as that scene came on, I'm like, oh, my God, like, this is it. And then the the final battle, which was so dull and uninteresting in the first version, it just makes a lot more sense. Um, Steppenwolf is, in Joss's version, he's the big bad. and He's not the most well-known of characters. He also wasn't really a character. Like, yeah. in that movie alone, he, he was lucky to get a second dimension. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, in this one, he is a lackey. He's totally a lackey, and he's trying to grovel his way back into Darkseid's good graces. And I rewatched after watching Justice League, I went back and I rewatched the final battle in Joss's version. And seeing what his version was and all the the bits and the fight scenes that were sort of cut and pasted into different areas and it just, it was just all over the place. And the final, like Steppenwolf getting carried over, carried off by the parademons because he's afraid of Superman, like it was just such a dull ending. Plus, there were there was this random family in Joss's version that needed to be saved, and they, they it was just weird. So it was just kind of totally out there, and they're completely gone in in Zach's version. So, do I find four hours of my life to invest? I loved it. Like I'll be honest, I really loved it, and it's something that. When I have four hours, I will go back and watch again. Okay. But I don't know how much of that is the fact that I've been waiting for a half-decent film for so long that if this, maybe this is just half-decent and that's enough for me. Like Aquaman was pretty, but it was nothing. It's pretty. Wonder Woman wasn't bad. I haven't Wonder seen Woman it. wasn't bad. I haven't seen the second one because everybody seen it tells me not no. to. Um, Look, I still will. But, uh, yeah, I mean, 
I have been hanging on to it's for fucking hours <laughs> as a reason not to. You you are yeah. the second person whose opinion I would actually vaguely value. Um, and it's, I've been. It's not without its faults either. Like Zack Snyder's version has issues. It's also not finished. I mean. Yeah, look, it's. To, to get to a point, like. It's what it what is it four and a half? Let's say it's four and a half hours, right? Probably the last half hour can be cut out because it's pretty much just him taking the piss and trying to set up movies that aren't going to happen. <laughs> um, I always depreciate that though. Yeah, it's like but, here's all the shit we could have done, but yes. no. Because <laughs> yeah, there was a point I'm like, okay, cool, this is where the film finishes, and it just kept on going, and I was like. Didn't really need that. It's yeah. like he got drunk. And another thing. <laughs> Pretty um, much. And Joker was, I mean, Joker was in it. Um, and I need to was, just stop cramming him into movies for the sake yeah. of it, is the moral of the story. He was better than, this, uh, better than the Suicide Squad version, but still, he's not the greatest. No. He's, yeah. Anyway. Look. Suicide Squad, I am so on board with. But anyway, that's the a new whole one. Yes, yes, absolutely. That is. I wanna, I'm eager to see what happens there. So excited about that. But anyway. All right. So, Justice League, done. Uh, what I've started watching on Netflix is Sweet Tooth Season 1. I've now, heard. Yeah, now, Sweet Tooth is a comic going back a number of years, uh, basically what happens is there's, which makes for uneasy viewing at this day and age, but there's a virus that goes around and pretty much kills off most of humanity, right? But at the same time that the virus starts, all the babies born are no longer human babies. They're sort of half human, half animal. So they've all got animal aspects to them, whether it's like pig ears and, yep. and a nose, or uh, in the case of Sweet Tooth, he has deer antlers and ears. Yeah. Um, and it's basically him living with his dad, try, you know, his dad trying to keep him away from the world, and then eventually he gets out into the world, and, and it's his adventure. It's different to the comic but it keeps the aspect of the comic going. So the whole you know, uh, hope and you know, just blind you know, happiness that Sweet Tooth has, Sweet Tooth being the name of the character. His name is Gus, but the, the other main character calls him Sweet Tooth because he has a Sweet Tooth. It's just, yeah, really good. Eight episodes long. I cannot recommend that enough. I am six in, so I've got two more to go. So, and it's season one, so he's hoping that they keep it going because it's really nice to see a TV series so enjoyable based on a comic, which I had so much fun reading. Um, apart from that, last thing I will mention is I got messaged a number of times during the same day of a certain trailer that came out. 
And by the time people were messaging me, I had already seen said trailer because this is for Kevin Smith's Masters of the Universe Revelations. And I know there, there are two He-Man TV shows coming to Netflix this year, and it's it's this one has an incredible lineup of voice actors. So, so good. Oh, um, you know, Kevin Conroy, who did has done Batman more than anybody else has done Batman, is in it. Uh, Mark Hamill as Skeletor, uh, Henry Rollins as Triclops. Like there are some amazing, amazing choices. Uh, Jason Mewes' Stinkor is a good one. <laughs> Seems rather appropriate. It's the best. Uh, the only one I'm, I'm like, oh, Lena Headley is uh, Evil In. Yes. Well. But the only one that I'm, I'm sick of is being a Kevin Smith thing, it's got Harley Quinn Smith in it. And I've yet to watch something with her in it. A, that hasn't been sort of shoved down your throat by Kevin Smith in the first place, but that she's been any good in. So I think she's a supporting character, so I'm hopeful that... It's fine. It's a minor part and it won't ruin yeah, everything. Exactly. But uh, that is looking fantastic and I am itching and there are I... more Masters toys available than have been for years and, and I'm very happy. I saw the... the trailer for that or the teaser for that and it was late at night and the level of it like I saw it I played it and my wife had to stop me halfway through just going what are you watching because apparently the level of childish excitement on my face <laughs> was just next level um and you know the whole things that the whole trailer is to, to to you know uh we need a hero pumping in the background and it's just cornball but in all the right ways and clearly updated and then you're getting these voices coming through and you're like this is going to be the greatest thing since the i still remember to this day when you cracked open a he-man from the that you bought one and you cracked him open the smell <laughs> i remembered the smell and I mean, this just brought all of that flooding back. I I had such a collection of He-Man toys and they went missing one move when we moved um, continents and all the toys came to sea freight and our blocks went missing. All the He-Man, all the Star Wars, all the Transformers, all the toys that I want so badly now. Yeah. And I've got my I... hands on a couple of them and the Origins line that's just come out recently, which has pretty much identical to the original versions. Yeah. I've got a couple of those. I've been, hold off. I've been really trying to hold off. Yeah, I had siblings mm-hmm. and siblings that didn't let you have nice things. So I did, I again had a massive collection and they all just ended up in the sand pit and left out and broken. And like, it just, it got to the stage that they were just no longer the wonderful memories that I had. Um, So I, I no longer have that collection and I'm seeing the origins line come out going, this is, this is the worst thing in the world, Mm -hmm. but also the greatest, but also no. The fact that work selling them as well is kind of hard for me. (laughs) 
So I have picked up Skeletor and He-Man so far, and I've got a couple other others on order, and then I'm sort of playing it by ear for anything else. So I have ordered Trapjaw, who was one of my favourites, if not my favourite. Uh, I've ordered Scareglow, who I never had as a kid, but he always looked so cool. And I've recently ordered the Origins version of Castle Grayskull, which I don't know quite how I'm going to get that into the house without it being very obvious. You're welcome to store it here. <laughs> I miss my Castle Grayskull. I had Grayskull, I had Snake Mountain, I had... Oh. See, I had, I had Grayskull, my brother had Snake Mountain. We had the, oh, I'm going blank now, Hordax one, something with Terror. Tower? Thing. No, it wasn't a tower, it was like a swamp. Yeah. Swamp of Terror? Uh, I can't remember. Terror that. Swamp, that could be it. It had, a, it had a, um, a puppet that you put your hand in. Which was oh, like that's right. <laughs> Back when toys were real. Toys oh, yes. Days. Guys, be aware, the next hour may just be us self-flagellating <laughs> over. Yes, yes. So I did, I managed to pick up a number of years ago, I picked up uh, about half, uh, half a dozen eight Masters of the Universe original toys with their weapons for about a hundred bucks, I think I paid on eBay. Uh, met the guy in... Uh, where was it? It was like Ringwood or something. And he was happy they were going to somebody. And like, there was some in there that were my favorites, like Cobra Khan. I got out of it. Um, and nowadays you could not pick up those for less than 40 bucks each. Yeah. Probably without weapons and stuff. So. Oh yeah. It'd be missing shit. Mm. That'd be, that'd be, yeah, it wouldn't be pretty. Yeah. Anyway, on that note, oh, wait, yeah, the last thing, Master of the Universe, <laughs> missing the most important thing. Um, so I'd watched it. I'd been sent the, the video from people at work. I had the, you know, the arrogant feeling of, yes, I've already seen it because I'm on top of these things. And then late that night, I got another message with a link to the trailer from my co-podcaster and I said Can yes. we just go back and, and reflect on the A, excited and B, tired and C, the fact that it was late at night. Continue. You've mentioned these things. I'm, I'm skipping over them because <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I said, yes, I've seen it. How good is it? Or something along those lines. And the response that I got was, you know, pity it's coming out in 2023. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I, admittedly, I I did go back and rewatch the the trailer because I mean I'd listened to a podcast from Kevin Smith recently saying, you know, he'd seen the first five episodes with people and how good they were and blah 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 blah. blah. I'm like, it's coming out this year. Like, it's not two years away. What is Jay's talking about? So I watched the trailer again and it gets to the end and. It, there it is at the end. It says July 23. And I laughed. Not not 23 July. <laughs> because day becomes before month. <laughs> not when you're American. Uh, 
None of this was my fault. And I was so sad when it got to the end of that trailer and I'm like, I have to wait how long? This is the worst. I was like pants wettingly excited and then they pulled that rug out from under me. Anyway, so we've gone from two years away to six weeks. I'm so much more excited again. (laughs) And if it's any consolation, as much as you laughed at me and as much as your lovely wife laughed at me, my lovely wife also laughed at my, her ass off at me when we had exactly that same conversation straight after I sent you that message. <laughs> uh, it's just gone. Made my night. <sighs> Shall we take a break? Let's have a break. <laughs> we'll come back and talk games. Ah, look at that. <laughs> so I jumped in there for you. Ah, kills my paws. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, so. Yeah. Go on. No, I was just going to say, since we've, you know, have finished self-flagellating over He-Man toys. Have we finished? I'm still going, but you know, <laughs> that, that's why this camera is only showing from the shoulders up. Anyway. Damn it. Oh, well. Shall we talk about games? Let's let's do that. Apparently, this podcast is about those, and we yes. should probably occasionally mention them. Now that we're nearly an hour in, or whatever. Um, so, before we get to our game that we play, I will just talk briefly about some Xbox games that I've done. Uh, I found a couple which I downloaded and had a bit of fun with. So, uh, these are both through the Xbox Game Pass. So, if you pay the extra couple of bucks a month, you can download as many of these games as you like. Found this cute little one called Donut County, <laughs> and the first name was better. Yes, Donut Country, <laughs> Donut. No, um, <laughs> reminds me of an autism EP. Australia, lucky something. Anyway, um, 
Donut Gabby, it was, it's kind of cute. You basically control the hole and you've got to go around, eat things up and as more things fall into the hole, the hole gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And it was really kind of cute. It didn't take very long. I think it was like an afternoon to finish the whole thing, but it was a lot of fun. But after that, I did find a game that I'd been keen on when I first heard about it, but hadn't bothered doing anything about it. And then all of a sudden it's there for free. And this is a game called Man Eater. And you get to control a shark. And it was just glorious. So I'm swimming around. I'm this little tiny baby shark at the start. Uh, and yeah, you go around, you eat things, you fight alligators, and you get to jump out of the water and take fishermen off their boats and chop them pieces. And, uh, as you evolve, you know, all these sort of mutations and stuff. And I was this huge, like, bone-covered nightmare shark by the end of it. But you learn how to survive for a decent amount of time on land so you can flip flop across the land and eat up people on the beach and stuff like that. It was great. Um, yeah, so I did a couple of streams of that. So if anybody's interested, uh, normal Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Thoughtless Schedule Gaming. There's a couple of the, the plays through on there. Unfortunately, I finished it quickly than I'd like because I was having a lot of fun with it. But I did play it considerably. And I came across a couple of glitches on it uh, where, you know, you'd be eating human after human after human and the threat level would rise and all of a sudden a bounty hunter would come after you. And three or four times when those bounty hunters came, like the scene sort of glitched. So all of a sudden I was looking from the stomach of my shark and couldn't see very much. <laughs> but a quick reload fixed all that. Uh, so, I, and yeah, that was a lot of fun. I will say I had a lot of fun playing it and for, yeah, technically no additional cost on my part. It was a great little distraction for a couple of hours. It did look ridiculous in all the right ways. Let's be <laughs> It certainly did. Uh, Apart from that, we did play a game. We did. An actual game. Yes. Like, with an actual person in actual real life, three-dimensional life. Yeah. Um, Not like we are tonight where we're doing this remotely again. So. It's just sometimes Hopefully easier. it's not underwater sounding for anyone, but... Uh, Look, it's not underwater sounding for me, and if it's not underwater sounding for you, I did a bit of a test earlier and it seemed okay, so we're just going to go with it. Um, so yes, and as we mentioned a little bit earlier, we do have a Blood Bowl 7's league raring to start. It is itching to go. We've got nine players, everybody's got their teams pretty much organised, models have been bought, teams are being painted. Everybody seems very eager, and almost nobody is more eager than us. No, I'm so levels of excited. Like, it's it's all the best things about Blood Bowl. It's like if you took all the good bits and you smooshed them into a tiny little seven-player package, 
Um, yeah, it, 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 all the right things. And then you give me a whole bunch of a new fresh blood to get excited about the game. Um, and there's just not going to be bad at all. So we wanted to get a, a game in before the league started just to, to make sure that we were across everything and doing everything right. And thank fuck that we did. <laughs> because we made so many mistakes by the end of this game. <laughs> Look, and in our defence, and I'll, I'll put this, is firstly, I, I think there were a couple of, of moments there where it was just not well done rules that, that really yeah. didn't help. Like they weren't, they, they weren't really. For instance, Sorry. the setup. Completely. So yeah. So the setup and I can't, I, I have the book there and I can't be bothered opening it, but effectively it says set everybody up on your, your section of the pitch, whatever it is, a player in each of the wide zones. And then you must have at least three players in the center field. Now, on the Blood Bowl 7s pitch, it's not like the regular one where you've got a line down the, the middle of the pitch and you basically line up facing each other adjacent. Um, there's a big sort of center of the pitch that is kind of no man's land. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like center field. And so we're very confused when going, right, well, I need to have everyone on my section, my third of the board, but at least three players on center field. Why are they in the center if they need to be on my side? Are they being in two places at once? I don't know. No, so it turns out on rereading and re-referencing some rules that the center field is the entire length of the pitch that isn't the wide zone. So you can have three players in center field and in your third of the pitch so little 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 bits and shits like that just minor technical difficulties um so let's just ignore the fact that we made that mistake on the last couple of games that we played and we'll move on this is why we play the practice games this is it and then you know we're both playing new teams as well so there's a whole bunch of rules that we haven't had to really be across. Like if your opponent has a rule, you kind of just let them run with it. And if you need to check something, you check something. But otherwise I don't know, need to know the ins and outs of throw teammate because I've never thrown a teammate because I haven't played a team that requires throwing teammates that has all changed this season. And now I know need to know the ins and outs of throwing teammates in great and glorious detail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we grabbed our teams that we are playing in such uh, Z7's league. And you, have, as you've discussed before, are going to snort wings. Yeah. I, I figured, look, a bunch of new players, uh, fast and furious league, it's just a good chance to do some stupid shit and have some fun. So running the snotlings, the base team looks like Two trolls, because I feel like that's necessary. A fungus flinger, which is a little bombardier mm-hmm. friend. There's another rule I had to learn. Um, and a fun hopper, which is a little guy on the, the bouncy squeak ball critter. Yep. And then like seven snotlings. Because yeah. um, they cost nothing. There was a shit ton of little dotes. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
that that's the base team. Um, and then the thinking around this is, I've only got one secret weapon, so that's not really a, a massive stretch. I don't have to worry about when I'm going to play things and when I'm not going to play things too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as long as the trolls do their job, everything should work. That's it. And so, seeing as we don't take this overly seriously anyway, plus seeing as the fact that we're both sort of co-commissioners of this league, and if I'm correct in thinking, we've won the league the last couple of times. Yeah. Uh, So I think I won the first two undefeated, which was not the best commissioner. That's not what I wanted. Um, and then came what, third or fourth last night, yeah. third with a, a team that I thought would not even get close to the finals. I've gone for a little bit of a an off kilter team this season, something I've never played before, so I'm getting used to it. And I've been slowly getting these models ready. I wanted them to be a bit more me than the actual models are. And I've gone halflings. Something I've never had an inclination to play, but I picked up the halfling team and I picked up uh, a bunch of extra Chaos Warrior helmets from Throw the Dice one night. And it fits so well. It's a simple conversion a halfling with a Chaos Warrior helmet, and then you've got Chaos Halflings. And it's gold. Carflings, if you will. <laughs> uh, the only thing I'm I'm waiting on at the moment is uh, friend Mark is printing up some treemen for me because the treemen that GW have are not really my style. Plus, they don't kind of go with the whole chaos aspect that I'm going for. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. Yeah, I've got I've named the team Second Vomit, you know, sort of a second breakfast type reference. But I like it. Um, and they're going to be Nurgle-based, so they're all sort of got green skin already, and you know, there'll be pus and blood and all sorts of stuff all over the models nice. by the end of it. Yep. So hopefully I get the, the two Dreamman models before season starts, but I just use some golems for, for our match. And first of all, the, the first thing that I was not thinking of is I went, obviously, Halflings thinking... I'll be well below most teams for team value and I'll get to play around with inducements. Not the case against you. No, 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 no. <laughs> so my my grand, you know, 495k yep. team uh, suddenly gave you 215k in inducements. I'm going to have so many fucking inducements for this season. <laughs> I don't even know how I'm going to do it. Use it. Um, and that's going to be the minimum because everybody else is going to be close to 600. So. Yeah, have a look through. Most people are, are up on the, the full 600. Yeah, which is as I would be if I was playing any other team as well. Yeah, you'll me both. Um, so, yeah. And, I mean, there's there's the other thing. That I reckon that took almost as long as the game, me trying to work out what the fuck to do with inducements because normally, like, all the league plays that we've had – inducements have been a thing, but they haven't been a huge thing. Like there hasn't been massive differences. So, you know, you're lucky if you're picking up a wizard or, you know, a couple of re-rolls or a keg, that kind of stuff. 
we've never really had the the option of of having enough money to take star players or even what I want to try is a special play cards. I'm definitely giving them a go this season. I'm going to have to give, yeah. I mean... I bought the deck specially for it. Am I going to need a deck? I'm probably going to need a deck. All right, <laughs> we'll deal with that later. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like... And, I mean, that was, that was, as I said, one more thing that I had to really get my head around inducements and what the hell to do with them and then because it's sevens they've got their own special inducements so my plan a for inducements went out the window the second we you know next rule we got wrong <laughs> since and we I'm opened like, up the book we're like hmm, inducements like, is not as many no so i'm like inducements all right great let's we're playing something so let's get some riders rookies and we're like oh no they're they're not a thing okay shit what am i gonna do now um so you know, that's cut down a bunch. Um, and I think I'm going to have to get really quick at working out what it is I want to bring to the table and almost have a few options pre-selected just to, to help speed up the games. Um, so that was the next one. And then now they've got the mercenary players as a, an option. So I think I need a couple of those pre-selected for different options. Yep. Because um, again, that took longer than the actual game. I think trying to work out inducements and mercenaries and all that kind of fun. You're pretty much going to have to have a, t- a full team's worth of inducements worked out. Yeah. <laughs> so, what did you go for with our team? With our game? So, with ours, I went for so there's some desperate measures car plays that come as part of the seven. So there's seven specific um, inducements that you can get. So we bought one of them for 50K that I forgot about for the entire game and didn't end up using. Um, But that was basically a set play. So I think it basically gave you a guaranteed pass, accurate pass Mm -hmm. at some point. And catch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm absolutely sure that would have been massively useful if I had remembered it, but I did not. Um, because otherwise you don't bother throwing with halflings. Like that's not, that's not a thing you do unless it's a teammate. Um, and then I went for one of the mercenary players and given I was staring down the barrel of two treemen and they were all bigger and meaner than any of my bigger and meaner little friends. Um, I gave myself a, another bona fide big guy mm-hmm. with brawler. So for a hundred and, what was it, 160 or something, I think he came in at. Yeah, so it was like 130, wasn't it? 130 base, and then you have to give him an extra something. So we gave him an extra skill. um, And that means I also got to put my boat on the table because I used him as my bona fide big guy. Um, So he sat in between my trolls. It was glorious to see the boat on the field. It really was. I was. I was pretty happy to, to find an excuse for him. Um, in hindsight, probably wasn't the best selection, but it was fun. Yeah. Um, so that was that was pretty much it. Um, I also probably should have put a bribe in there somewhere, but, you know, things things we do. Um, but that, that was pretty much inducements in a nutshell. You give yourself a, another strength five player and something else, and, and it was happy days. Yeah. So that's effectively it. It was so you had the two trees, mm-hmm. a heftier catcher, and fill with halflings. Yeah. And then I had that team plus my extra boatman. 
And then you won the. I'm trying to remember who actually won the toss. Yeah, so I, 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 I've got full notes for the for the for the game. So I'll, I'll let you do this bit. That's right. You lean back, have a nap. I'll call you when I need you. So fuck, he's never going to hear from me. <laughs> <laughs> I won the toss and elected to receive. So it's not when it's kicked off to the halflings. Uh, pretty much in their first turn, the something. Bombardier or fungus flare yep. or whatever he's called, threw a bomb at my halfling who had all bunched up nicely for him, which was great. Uh, managed to knock down a treeman and a halfling, but that was pretty much it. The ball carrier was right in the middle of that sort of box of people, but successfully just dodged avoided. it. And yeah. That was it. Like they just went down. They didn't break armor or anything like that. So no, nothing exciting. No, I mean it's pretty hard to break a treatment's armor anyway. So yeah, uh, practically yeah. indestructible. Practically, more on that way. Uh, so in my second turn, I decided that the other treatment was going to throw said ball carrier, and the throw teammate roll was a natural six. The landing was a natural six, and then he just dodged out and scored. And so that was one nil to me in turn two, and probably the extent of my decent dice rolling. There was a lot of sixes, right? Even like your weather and your fans and everything, there was yeah. a lot of sixes coming right. And then, you know, you, you went for the kick receive. I'm pretty sure that was another six. Yeah, well, I, like, all right. what happened was I got my son to roll the dice for all the pre-stuff. Yes. And he was just rolling like sixes and fives and stuff like that. And then he went to bed. And I should have got him to stay up all night with us. Yeah. What have we learned from this? Uh, not much. <laughs> Wouldn't have thought so. Yeah. Okay. So turn three or turn three, we kick off you, obviously. And there was a thrown snotling who stuffed up his landing. Turn four, one of my treatment decided to get rooted, which was lovely. Um, and then we had also, I've written notes which don't exactly tell the full story. But basically, what happened, I think, was I went for the ball. Now, was the ball on the ground? I think I, yeah, so there's nothing that. Failed the landing. I think he had the ball, didn't he? He had the ball. That's right. So, so this was going to be my return. So he was he was close to the end, mm-hmm. but he landed badly, dropped the ball, and fell on his ass. Yeah, yeah. So halfling goes in, tries to pick up the ball, fails miserably. The ball bounces and hits the other halfling who's standing right next to him, who then fails to catch. catch. And then it bounces off that halfling back to the first halfling, who then succeeded. So the ball went everywhere. (laughs) This summed up how I expected this game would actually play out. If we put these two teams in, right, you've got just dumb luck and stupid shit and a halfling that kind of run up, tried to pick the ball, kicked it into the face of another halfling and bounced off. He just (laughs) found himself holding it. So, oh, shit. All right. Off I go. And off he did toodle. Yeah. Uh, 
Turn five, uh, I've tried to throw, in, throw another halfling. So the the overall story of this game is that there are a lot of people thrown everywhere. We really tried out that throw teammate rule. Yeah, in some instances more than once a turn, another yep. to rule that we discovered <laughs> partway through the game. Yep. Uh, apparently, only one team in, teammate can be thrown in apparently any player so. turn. So we know Disappointing. That. We know that for now. Uh, so, yeah, turn five, I threw a halfling. He deviated and ended up going backwards. Uh, so it was not a great throw. Um, turn six, I failed a dodge. Snotling went to pick up the ball and had a go for it to get into the end zone and was successful. So we finished the half at one all. Turn seven is when we start remembering some things. So turn seven, I threw, I kicked you and I tried to throw a couple of half ones at you. So I threw one, which deviated and went backwards. And I threw another one, which failed the landing. So he went onto his back. Uh, didn't hurt himself, but it was, yeah, it was a couple of, it was a turn or two after that that we realized that, hang on, you can only throw one teammate per, per turn. Yeah. So. Super di- disappointing given I had three guys that could throw teammates. Yes. Definitely three teammates that were willing to be thrown. <laughs> uh, but anywho. Yeah. Uh, turn eight, uh, I have a, another treeman who has rooted himself. And you've gone with a blitz on a troll. And this troll has decided to go for the non-brooted treeman. Having to roll an 11 plus to get through his armor once you knock him down. Not even a problem. Got a 12. And then it was, it was like a 10 or 11 for the injury roll. So that injured him and that's one treeman out for the game. You got one rooted and one injured. Yes. So the other one was standing in the middle of like right next to another troll and had a, the other big guy and a handful of snotlings. By this stage, I was getting a bit low on my halflings. <laughs> um, turn nine, we had a perfectly thrown halfling straight into a snotling who then got KO'd. So the snotling KO'd. Um, everything worked out perfectly. Uh, another snotling was holding the ball. The thrown halfling turns around, goes to hit the, the ball carrier and rolls double skulls, falls on his ass. Turn nine. And it's at this point after this turn that I've decided to look at the skills on my Truman, seeing <laughs> what else they have. Let's see what else they can We'd do. We'd already worked out Timber to, to help one of them get up after he was knocked on the ground earlier in the game. Uh, but I thought, you know, okay, strong arm. Now, that's that new skill that gives him mighty blow when somebody dodges past and fucks up, isn't it? No. That's armbar. That's armbar. <laughs> so I've got arm in the name. Like, there's, there's my mistake. Strong arm gives him plus one passing when he's throwing a teammate, which would have helped. <laughs> I'm sure that some of these deviated ones that I'd thrown earlier would not have deviated had no. I remembered that plus one. Yeah, no. But that's fine. 
whatever. You're not going to forget it again is the, the good news here. That's it. That's it. I know what my team does now. Uh, turn 11, we have a snotling go for it to get into the end zone. So uh, 2 1 to you. And then my turn 12, which is the final turn of the, the game, I throw the halfling. He gets thrown perfectly. He lands in the spot, which is you'd lined up your guys all along the uh, line of scrimmage. He lands between two of them uh, and then just fucks up his landing. Yeah. So all he would have needed to do is dodge away twice and then go for it, which I think I rolled anyway just to see. And he made the two dodges and failed to go for it, which is understandable and what you'd expect. So by the end of the game, I had four people left on the pitch. You had eight guys left on the pitch, being snotlings. You can take extra guys. Yes. You had a couple in the reserve box, I think. Yeah, there's a couple in reserves. I had look, I had one guy injured, and I had one guy knocked out, mm-hmm. and a couple in reserves, and I still had more players than I was allowed on the pitch. I had two guys knocked out, and two halflings, and a Truman injured. None dead, unfortunately. So for my team, I'm fully expecting to lose some of these halflings uh, and almost hopeful to lose more than one. So all of my halflings on my team have the number one in their name somewhere. So I have, you know, Mini Unclean One and Baron vomitus the first and like yeah. most of mine have the first in their name so i'm hoping that some of them die and that we might get the same but the second and the third yeah. and i the want fourth. like a mini unclean five like that would be amazing so that's the idea behind my my names anyway a couple of things we forgot so we obviously forgot the once per turn for the through teammate we forgot strong arm or we just didn't remember what it was we forgot the desperate measures card yep. tactic, uh, and we forgot about vomit. Oh, I totally forgot about vomit. I forgot about vomit again. <laughs> Better write that down. <laughs> Trolls can vomit because um, I I really want to see a troll vomit all over itself uh, sometime during this league. That's how I'm going to make my trolls look different again. I'm going to find. I swear I had vomit. Somewhere. I'm going to make vomit. Well done. And that's going to remind me, it will be a visual stimulus um, with one of my trolls actually vomiting. Excellent. That's what we want. So end result, yeah, 2-1 to the Snotlings. Uh, Good fun game as we'd expect. Ridiculous. It was was probably longer than we expected given the amount of rules that we had to check. Because, I mean, I don't even take a passing teams a lot. So really, really checking some of those passing rules now. Just, again, getting across stuff that's changed. But I think it was, and I'm glad it's us playing these teams um, just with, the amount of extra little rules that you kind of have to be mm-hmm. across, mm-hmm. like stunty, cool, titchy as well. Yeah. All right, that's a thing. Um, swarming for the snotlings, bombardier, you know, anything with a secret weapon is a little bit, always a little bit funky. Um, but needing to be across inducements as mm-hmm. well. Like there was just a list of rules here that I'm just like, all right, what are these and where do they, where do they come from and what do I do with them? And, um, just triple checking to make sure that we had stuff as well. I mean, clearly we didn't get everything right, but the ones that we did right, I feel like I've, I checked more rules 
just to be sure yes. in this game than I had for a very long time. For all of the last season. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was probably the first thing, but I think, you know, I'm glad that it's us playing these teams mm-hmm. um, because I feel like after a game or two, it'll be reasonably smooth sailing um, and it won't actually sort of impact the the overall flow of the game at all. That's it. And I mean, I've done the... Um the match fixtures today for the games and both you and I, our first games will be a bit against the, the three new players in the league to help them get across it, make sure that they're exactly knowing what their teams can do and, and you know, what sort of things to look out for, that sort of thing. So the more we know our teams, the better we can help them. Yep. And, but overall, I think it's just going to be itchy to play. <laughs> Yeah, I've like there's I've got the bases now, so pretty much the team is is done. I need to put some vomit on a troll and a couple of bits and do some cleanup, and then I've already got a paint scheme kick picked out, so I think that's that's ready to roll. Um, I've been I'm playing around with my paint scheme pumped. for a while, and I think I've finally got it to what I want. So now I just need to do that on everybody. I've shamelessly stolen the idea. Um, so I'm just, I just need to work out how I'm going to pull it off. But um, yeah, the idea there is an image there. I'm just going to be like, I'm going to paint them like that. Yeah. Done. All right. Uh, what's on around Geelong in the next couple of weeks? So we've got a couple of things going. Uh, GW is currently running an Age of Sigma slow growth campaign and probably a good way to farewell the current version of Age of Sigma before the new one comes. They are also going to be putting on an Underworlds uh, tournament style league basically. So very excited about that. Ooh, I don't think picture. Very cool. I seem to be able to pull it off. Yes. Um, but yes, Underworlds League mm-hmm. at, at Warhammer would be, that would be juicy. Yeah, I, I really want to get involved if I can because yeah, in a couple of days I'll have the vampires. Not, not to rub it in anymore. Uh, the Geelong Town Open is on from the 3rd to the 4th of July, so it's not too far away at all now. So if you are all interested in 40k, by all means, get down, check that stuff out. It's going to be a hell of a weekend. It will be huge. And just look, the, I feel like the level of effort that a tournament organiser goes into is directly proportional to how amazing the event is to go to as a player and as a spectator and the level of effort that these guys are going to to put on a hell of a show is next level. So it guaranteed it will be an amazing one to get into, even if you just want to get in and, you know, just spectate and ogle the pretty things and check out some some games and some toys. Like there's going to be pretty scenery and there is going to be pretty armies and there is going to be pretty awards and it's and probably people. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> well, I'm going to oh, be there. there. I'll be there for well, a day. Uh, bringing the average. <laughs> <here we go>. uh, <laughs> 
Speaking of tournament organizers that go to extreme levels, uh, throw the dice. Winter Wipeout is 28th and 29th of August. So if you're interested in any of the games that are going to be playing there. Yeah, and, and there's a bunch on. Um, and look, Rich cut his teeth on tournaments. Like, that's what he did before he owned a store. So he knows how to throw a shindig. Um, but Age of Sigma, Infinity, X-Wing, Lord of the Rings, something else. Um, <laughs> Age of Sigma, I don't know. 40K? Maybe. Oh yeah, it'll be that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that old thing. <laughs> um, I suppose the the kicker here is, you know, at some stage, and this is the same thing with all conventions, right? Is you've got limited space and excited players. So at some stage, he's going to have to rethink about how many spaces he has for each game, mm-hmm. um, and sort of rejig. If he's got you know players chomping at the bit to play Lord of the Rings, and no one signed up for X Wing, at some stage you've got to sort of cannibalize. So if you are interested in any one of those games. Uh, the best thing I can say is to sign up as soon as you can to lock in that spot and lock in that game um, before he has to, you know, do the rejigging of the the venue. Yeah. Um, because if you leave it to the last minute, the space might not be there. That's it. But yeah, anything run by Rich is going to be run well. And yeah, throw the dice. Throw the dice. Party poppers. They like, will be. <laughs> guarantee you there'll be chocolate and party poppers. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure there's beer at the event. So, you know, it's a licensed venue. Excellent. So, again, I'll most likely be there at some point. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, throw the dice. We have all the time for in the world because it's such a cool little shop, happily run by Rich, who loves The most enthusiastic man. person about hobby on the face of the planet. Like if you want to get excited about something, just go in and talk to him about it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what it is. You will leave excited about whatever the project. Um, it's glorious. That's it. Uh, only other thing I've got listed is the Hobby Homies winter competition. Yes. So that off. with autumn now finished and oh, I'm waiting to hear, I think the next live episode will have the results of that. Um, so the winter competition follows a very similar format. Uh, it is a single model of your choosing any style, any scale, any whatever single model, um, throw a picture of it unpainted, unstarted before you do your magic. Um, and then you need to paint that with primarily white, blue, and gray. So wintry colors. So basically paint a model in a wintry kind of theme, throw a photo in there, um, and they'll, again, they'll do some cool shit for prizes and, and stuff. But it's just, it, it's a good excuse to just paint something for the fucking hell of it. That's do something it. different. That's it. I've got something Go for it. sitting there, but um, no, for the, for the oh, yeah. competition. Um, but frankly, I'm terrified. You know, it's one of those projects that I've got knowing that I will or will forever be too scared to actually paint it. So we'll see if I I actually pull it out, if I chicken out and do something else, or if I just procrastinate fuck around and don't actually get anything in. Yeah. One of those three <laughs> things will happen. <laughs> Love it. Uh, anything else that you can remember? 
Not right now. It's late and I'm tired. Uh, We might wrap it up there then. Uh, So thank you very much for listening. If you haven't already, give us a follow on Facebook, Spotify, Podbean, Twitch. Uh, Leave us a review if you can. Leave us comments. If you have any questions for us or recommendations of games, I realise that we talked about Blood Bowl for a little bit now. And once the league gets happening, there will definitely be Blood Bowl updates anyway, but we still need other games to play. So, Hey, if you want to come and show us how to play a game, I'd be down for that too. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. If you've got a game that you're, you're passionate about that we have not talked about, we're keen. Yep. So just... Send us a message and we will we will line up some kind of gaming session and you can show us how to play something and then we'll talk about how good, bad, or ugly it was. Even if it is a game we've played and you want to show us how it should be played. Actually play it, yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad idea either. Uh, we have merch as well. So if you want to get yourself some CCG swag. Yeah, get some swagger um, in, you know, get some pep in your step. And <laughs> can I make this sound any whiter? Um, but Spreadshirt, uh, you can find all of the Thoughtless Casual Gaming merchandise. We'll chuck another link up in the notes, but also just go to Spreadshirt and Google us and search for us and you'll find it. Um, and that's also fun. Yes. Uh, and then lastly, I just want to thank again our current sponsors on Twitch. So it's twitch.tv slash thoughtless schedule gaming, all one word. If you want to jump in, follow us there and you can get notified whenever we go live and jump in and, and help me put some models together and talk hobby and have a bit of fun. So they've been really good. But the sponsors uh, for this month, Alice, George, James, Sarah, and Ryan, thank you very, very much. That's it from me. That's it from me. All right. Laters, people. Gotcha. Gotcha.